0: You're listening to the Optimal State podcast. Here we go. Hive Mind detonation in three,
1: let Let's
0: go confronting the lies and bringing the truth to light. I the, truth. the mainstream you
1: can't handle the truth
0: has been put on notice. This is the Optimal State podcast. All right, hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Optimal State podcast. I am your host, J-Rad. I'm here with my very good friend, Senor Adam. How you doing today, my friend?
1: Uh, not too bad, not too bad. How you
0: doing? Pretty good, dude. Pretty good. But, man, what is going on with the banks? Banks are just going down left and right. I mean, we got First Republic Bank was uh, just tanked a couple days ago, I think, or yesterday. And uh, you know, this comes hot on the tail of Signature Bank and Silicon Valley Bank. And these are uh, very tech focused banks. You know, they have a, a lot of their, well, their, their former depositors were guys in venture capital, in tech. So it's interesting that these are going down these banks one right after the other. And that's also coinciding with uh, Mr. Gary Ginsler. I think you're, you're probably familiar with this story a little bit, uh, Adam. You know, he's SEC chairman, I believe. And I think he's been pretty hot on uh, crypto in general. So, you know, crypto, Web3, Silicon Valley, all these banks. It kind of all ties together in the whole push to kind of consolidate all of this power by the government and uh, or, or beyond the government, really, the people running the government. And, uh, you know, trying to, A, cut out all the auxiliary banks so we get it just uh, basically right down to dilute everything. And, or not dilute it, uh, focus it. And then um, ultimately you have more control in, and they could better control the, the CBDC. But, yeah, man, pretty wild stuff, huh? I mean, it's, and it just seems like it's being kind of brushed under the rug.
1: Yeah, I, I just... Know, they make such a big deal about um we're trying to protect the consumer. So you'll let people go into casinos and pull a, a slot machine, and probably, which probably only gives like a decent winner one every hundred thousand times or whatever, you know, or one every hundred thousand people, you know. Uh, but they're they're so scared to let people invest their own money and with their own decisions. Into crypto. So they say they say they, they don't want people to, you know, get taken advantage of by all this, um, you know, all, cause there's a lot of scams out there. But I just find it ridiculous that they always try to come from a place of, Oh, well, we're, we're trying to protect you. And we know what that means. But we don't want you doing it. That's what that means. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> it, you know, what I mean, they don't. I mean, I, I just I, I just don't get it. I don't get what their sentiment is. They're trying to drive all this technology overseas which is what's gonna end up happening uh you know they're trying to ban vpns they, they just want to limit everybody's access and they want to limit growth that's what they're trying to do and that's what their um, whole mindset is over the next probably you know a few decades is to you know limit the amount of economic growth
0: yeah uh, totally
1: people. and uh that's that is their goal and they will do it any in any shape or fashion that they want to uh and Uh, I just wonder, you know, I always say, who are the good guys in this situation, Uh, besides us, of course, but, uh, but, you know, who are the guys that are, like, you know, are there any people that are in high positions of power that are actually on our side, you know, and it's hard to tell in this world, because uh, every time the government says that they're trying to protect you, you should actually think the exact opposite.
0: Yeah, and it's funny you bring that up. I was talking with my girlfriend about this kind of idea earlier today, just... Uh, basically, what it takes to be in a position of power in in the modern framework, right? In in the modern hegemonic framework, right? Like, what does it take to be on top? And really, you can't be on top if it's uh, if you're not willing to be, um, I guess, compromised in a certain way, right? I mean, it's power does require leverage, and leverage does require a distribution of weight. You can't just, a lot of times people have this assumption that the people in charge are just uh, putting brute, brute strength, applying it on everything. And I don't think that's necessarily the case. And I think they're most effective when they're able to leverage uh, the the momentum or the force coming from others coming from attention or coming from like you know actual physical force and they're able to wield that rather than themselves so yeah i think people who are on the top they can't be anyone who's like altruistic in this system would just get gobbled alive real quick uh no one because they all need to utilize forces around them right like it's they're just they, they don't exist in silos. I think a lot of these, lot of these people are just kind of like exchanging power and trying to move it around. They're, they're chaos manipulators. That's, and I think they understand that as their role. And that's, that's where they get their power is utilizing the chaos around them and trying to manipulate what little of it they can. But as long as it's more than anyone else, I think they, they think they're winning. Uh, I mean, we look at all these celebrities, I mean, they're obviously compromised
1: by most of them. I mean, you don't get to the point of like that type of power and influence without them having that type of leverage over you because that's, that's the whole meaning behind having leverage over a person is, well, you're gonna project this narrative and you're gonna do this. And if you go against it, then you're not gonna be you know as wealthy as you are. And you know, we're talking about the people behind the scenes. Uh, you know, that work behind the music industry and the entertainment industry and uh, you know, movies and all that stuff, and it goes well beyond that. Politicians, I mean, think about it, that's a house of cards. Uh, and then Hillary Clinton says, If you take me down, I'm taking everyone down with me, so that that's the whole point, you know, like they just know everybody's compromised, that nobody's willing to say anything or do anything that goes against, uh, that goes against, um, what. The people behind the scenes really want because of the fact that that's the whole point of what they're do. That's the whole point of them doing what they're doing is to be able to own these people so they have a narrative to project to the public. And uh, yeah, it's sad because a lot of, you know people are consumed by it. Uh, you know, you you look at it, celebrity life, and you look at politics, and you look at entertainment, and. Uh, it's all fake, and I can't even watch it. And I don't get me wrong, I do like sports, you know, just for the, uh, I mean, for the entertainment aspect, and I do watch people, um, you know, I do like watching, you know, uh, uh, elite athletes compete. But at the end of the day, I know it's the bread the Circus. I know where it's coming from, and I think that's the difference. Uh, well, When you watch these people on television, I think the difference is, are you letting it consume you? Are you consuming it to the point where you, you're knowledgeable of the fact that it's not... You, know, you you don't care about it enough to actually have to bring any type of emotion out of
0: you. you what, know, people... Yeah, let me ask you this though. Like I feel like they they had the bread and circus thing down. Why why are they trying to deliberately mess with the circus? You know, the whole Dylan Mulvaney thing, Bud Light, I mean that's just like the tip of the iceberg on the entire woke DEI narrative, you know, pushed by Mr. Larry Fink himself over at BlackRock and everything he touches that's their, that's their MO is, is pushing the woke narrative. But I mean, they got to know that this is not being taken well by the the vast majority of people. I mean, that's what uh, I would think. That's, that's based on my perceptions who I speak to what I see. I think most people would probably agree with that. And I just, I I just, I wonder like, what is like, they got to understand that without the circus there's no bread and circus, you know, and they're, they're messing with that. So they're, they're deliberately letting people wake up.
1: I, I, I think the whole point is to anger people, um, that that's their whole agenda. Uh, they love to anger people. And even though that, um, you know, they they I mean, they're angering their own customer base which is, it seems ridiculous, but at the same time, uh, look at it, I mean, that's what these people thrive on, all these corporations, they're all partisan, they're all, you know, they all take sides, and, uh, you know, how many companies just, just say, you know, we're we're not taking any type of political viewpoint, we're just here to sell clothes, you know what I mean, like, you know, you don't see it anymore, everything's just so, um, everything's just so polarized, and, and, uh, you just there's just no more live and let live. You, can, you know I I just don't see that anymore. And um, you know especially with the pandemic, I mean there was no live and let live. It was you do this, and you had you know you have to. Uh, and I was talking to a person at work today about this. It, it, it was just beyond me that anybody that knows nothing about science, all of a sudden they, they became experts overnight.
0: Well, yeah they will because they were told by the experts so then they themselves feel like they're experts because they're part of the same cult of experts
1: yeah and and then okay so then you're literally in public places you're telling me what i have to do like who does that like what kind of insane person do you have to be to tell somebody what they should be doing to protect themselves i mean these people i mean most people can't even take care of their own selves are you right. Gonna tell me what I need to do when you know I'm sure your life isn't that perfect that you can condemn me for, you know, not making a decision that you're making, and it's just and COVID really showed me that how people's mindset is. It's just like oh, you gotta obey my thought process, or you know, uh, or else. It's just it's so ridiculous, and the, um you know, and I it's just people just gobble up the the media and um it's disgusting because I would never do that I would never tell anybody what they need to do like, I don't even pay attention to anybody if someone could be smoking crack on the side of the road I would just walk by
0: them but you don't uh, think like I mean, but you don't think that that's like uh, a detriment to society like if you were just driving by some guy where there could be children playing out there there could be some old people who are just waiting for the bus and there's there's a guy smoking crack out there who's now gonna be all mentally tweaked out from uh, the the crack cocaine tweaking his brain out. Like you, well, no, so that's no, I'm not saying that's right, but at the same time is that I
1: wouldn't necessarily get involved with things that, you know, because, you know, it depends on what you mean as doing that. I mean, are you trying to get this person help? Are you trying to get them away from the kids? Are you trying to, you know, um, the other day, some guy that used to work for my company was stealing groceries. So the people ran outside and, um, you know, they, they're trying to get them. And I saw the cops there. And I, I went to the police. I was like, look, I know that guy. He used to work for my company. He's a drug addict. He's homeless. Uh, I'm just giving you some context. Not that it means anything, but. So wait, um, did people
0: in the store get? Uh, did they detain him? Did they like? Did they try to keep him from no, running no, away? No, they just
1: kept. They were kind of following him, and then eventually.
0: Oh, um, but they actually followed him, so yeah, because yeah. I think now, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong in this in this analysis in in this perception, but. You know, I, I mean, I, when I'm looking on, on Twitter, uh, you know, it does seem that there's a prevalence of, peop- of thieves, of just like broad daylight thievery. People walking in the stores, grabbing heaps of clothes or other items, and just walking right out. But what I've also noticed, and, and very recently, is a lot more people doing stuff about it, like just normal people. Again, I'm wondering is this like a, a sort of deliberate like spell casting? Is it like, hey, we're showing all these people, so, we're showing everybody, the masses, the hive mind, we're showing everybody uh, enough of this that you know this, this electric current goes through everyone that suddenly people want to start taking accountability. I, I hope so. I hope that the, the, the end goal is taking accountability. But I think what these nefarious types are hoping for who are kind of trying to tweak human behavior, what I would think they're trying to do is push people to take more drastic action And so when people are stealing stuff from stores, suddenly you're going to have a lot more vigilante justice. Suddenly you're going to have a lot more, you know, if we, and we've talked about this on past shows, you know, grid down situations, but less, we don't have to go all the way out there. Like let's, let's bring it back a little bit. Even something where it's like, I don't know, uh, you know, if we did have some sort of banking crisis and people weren't able to get money for uh, a certain amount of time, maybe it's not as, it's going to be as, world ending is, uh, initially as we sometimes think, maybe it'll just be a hiccup for a week or two, but even then what's going to happen, you know, who's going to be, uh, taking charge in these sorts of situations. And I'm wondering if they're pushing people to take more authority, assume more authority, dude. I remember actually a conversation we had a while ago. I am a, uh, I love the show Survivor. I know it's like super dorky. Maybe not dorky. I don't know. Uh, it's a cool show. You know, it's, it's reality TV, but whatever. Uh, it's, but you, I remember you telling me like, oh, this is uh, programming. I don't know if you remember that. You, you were like, this is, a, this is deliberate programming for people to uh, anticipate sort of like a situation where maybe they would have to do that. Is that something you would still, like, say you, you kind of believe in, or, or something you want to, like, elaborate on? I,
1: mean, I, t- I mean, I believe most television is programming, you
0: know? Obviously, um, yeah, yeah. It literally is. Programming. Yeah, And, uh, I,
1: yeah, I don't know, I, I think that people have just lost faith in police because they don't represent us. They represent the state. You know, they're not really for us. Yeah, I mean, obviously they're there to protect and serve, but... every day I drive down my highway, and there's state troopers
0: just waiting to get somebody, you know, speeding to work. Right, that's a priority. That's their priority.
1: You know what I mean? Above all, right. And then, uh, you know, I mean, a few few years ago, um, you know, I got caught with, like, a little weed cartridge. You know, a few blocks, I mean, I could see my, um, uh, where I was living. I Like, you know what I mean? I could see the sign. And I was just like, yeah, I live right over there. They fucking chain. They bring me down to the station, and chain me to a wall for fucking four hours at, until like three o'clock, four o'clock in the morning, over our marijuana cartridge, what? which we became legal three or four years later. Yeah, but they, you know what I mean. And, and it's like, dude, they want respect, but they literally imprison people that shouldn't be in prison at all. You know what I mean for nonviolent crime. And don't get me wrong, like, you know, obviously, I think criminals should be pum- um, should be punished. But the laws in this country have made innocent people into criminals, whether, you know, it's gun laws, drug laws, or whatever it is. Um, And that's why people have lost faith in this system, because, you know, a person can come through my fucking window, and I go to protect my shit, and I say I, like, shoot him because I'm scared... And they'll say, "Oh, well, he was a drug addict. He didn't know what he's doing. You killed him." It's like, dude, I felt like my wife was in danger. I protected right. myself. Oh, he didn't know. He was on drugs. Like, that that again.
0: even has to be a question is like insane. But you yeah, know what? Exactly. The difference if if there was, like you said, uh, uh, a sort of police force rather than one that represented the interests of the state and these sort of arbitrary laws that don't take into account like actual right and wrong in the moment. You know, they always are going like, oh, justice is blind. Literally, uh, I think on the New York state flag, it has Lady Justice with a a blindfold on. And I get what they're trying to say. I understand. It's supposed to say like we don't see uh, those sorts of like physical differences. Cool. However, uh, what's not being taken into account are like usual like contextual situations uh, so for instance like the guy breaking in who's a drug addict and like you have to shoot him to kill him suddenly you're in the wrong you have to defend yourself if there was like a uh, a justice system a police force that actually represented the the interest of the people and that at first and foremost then it would not be a like and you see it I mean it's it's crazy you see it now in Taliban controlled Afghanistan as they're cleaning up the mess left by the US, you see the uh, Taliban guys going through AKs on their back, just grabbing guys off the all, drug addicts, heroin addicts out of the gutters and bringing them to camps outside of the city. You know, and it's like that's the sort of because they, they're concerned about the well being of the community and the people. That's the difference. They're not concerned about the arbitrary laws of the state. And that's a, you see a lot of like guys who want to be cops, and I I, I see it though in the past few years I've seen a lot of idealistic guys who I thought would make awesome police officers get jaded within you know a, a ridiculously short amount of time, due to the bureaucracy, due to the realities of the job, due to being you know glorified ticket givers, due to just the disrespect, due to the. Uh, everything going on, which is so unfair because, you know, these guys are individuals. It's unfair to group them all together as this, as cops, you know? I mean, it's like, do we, do we suddenly, it's, that's the, the craziness of our, of our society right now is this like ability to group individual, like make group identity based off the actions of an individual. And there are like groups that don't even necessarily have a group identity, like it's, a, it's, a, it's defined by this sort of shadowy nebulous force, you know, that's like pulling the strings like the, you know, again, the, the Larry Fink BlackRock types, the world government types who insist on keeping these arbitrary distinctions alive, you know, race, gender, all these things where people don't really have actual identity with. Once upon a time, people had national identities, they had cultural identities. It still exists, but they deliberately keep these things suppressed to like ancestral traditions, you know? Like, oh, like, cute, have your Sunday thing, but that, that, we'll, we'll, we'll have like a little, uh, you know, a DEI 10 minute thing in the beginning of the meeting to honor whatever, uh, or to recognize whatever holiday you're celebrating right now. But that's a good time, I think go to break. Hey guys, if you haven't already please uh, follow us on whatever you're listening to us to. We would greatly appreciate that. Uh, also check us out over on Twitter at Pod. and uh, we'll be right back after this quick little break. Give you a little uh, musical intro. See you on the other side. Well, we were talking about First Republic Bank at first, kind of meandered away from that, started talking about the the powers that be pulling the strings. But uh, real quick, I did want to kind of touch on this article from the Wall Street Journal. It just gives a little bit more detail about what happened to First Republic Bank. Uh, title is First Republic Bank is Seized, Sold to J.P. Morgan in Second Largest U.S. Bank Failure. And this came out. Uh, yesterday, May 1st, regulators seized First Republic Bank and struck a deal to sell the bulk of its operations to JPMorgan Chase & Company, heading off a chaotic collapse that threatened to reignite the recent banking crisis. JPMorgan said it will assume all of First Republic's $92 billion in deposits, insured and uninsured. It is also buying most of the bank's assets, including about $173 billion in loans and $30 billion in securities. As part of the agreement the federal deposit insurance corps fdic will share losses with jp morgan on first republic's loans the agency estimated that its insurance fund would take a hit of 13 billion in the deal jp morgan also said it would receive 50 billion in financing from the fdic san francisco-based first republic the second largest bank to fail in u.s history lost 100 billion in deposits in a march run Following the collapse of fellow Bay Area lender Silicon Valley Bank, it limped along for weeks after a group of America's biggest banks came to its rescue with a $30 billion deposit. Those deposits will be repaid after the deal closes, J.P. Morgan said. Three of the four largest ever U.S. bank failures have occurred in the past two months. First Republic, with some $233 billion in assets at the end of the first quarter. Ranks just behind the 2008 collapse of Washington Mutual. Rounding out the top four are Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank, a New York based lender that also failed in March. I remember Washington Mutual Bank going under. That was actually my bank. And I, uh, yeah, I remember it being like a very kind of surreal thing that a bank could just uh, drop out like that. Um, It got scooped up by Chase as well. And, uh, you know, everything seemed pretty seamless with that, but, uh, yeah, pretty interesting that we're, it, it almost, well, we know that the 2008 crisis never really stopped. It was just kind of, uh, you know, pumped up with adrenaline and given a, a, a facelift a few more years to limp along.
1: Well, yeah, cause they, I, they, I don't think that they are at the place uh, where they are now, when they can start implementing, you know, Fed Now and all this stuff, uh, you know, the, the digital system. You know, they were far behind then um, regarding that. So I think that, you know, these banks eventually collapsing is going to play right into uh, the hands of uh, the government and uh, the system that they're building with, um, you know, instant payments. Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, it's just the same thing over and over again. And, uh, you know, there's no accountability, that's the problem. I mean, you know, you go and you commit a crime on the street, they put you in jail, for the most part. You know, in New York they don't, but but I mean, for the most part, you know, you, you commit a crime, you go to jail. Unless, it, unless it's a freaking white-collar crime, you know, and then you can steal money from people and, uh, you know, unless you're doing something that is just blatantly fraud uh, and... Uh, you know, but but nobody was held accountable for the 2008 banking crisis. No, no one. And, uh, you know, I mean, what are we supposed to do? I mean, as people, I mean, nobody really gives a shit and they know that. And that's what they rely on. Uh, you got
0: to build your own systems and that's it. I mean, really at the end of the day, you just can't play into their systems because every time it's a stacked deck against you. It's like, you, you can't win. I mean, you're always going to get uh, the, the rug wins. Yeah, it always wins. And the, the, the thing is now, you know, once upon a time, I mean, everybody knew that, you know, everybody always knew government was never on your side. It was a necessary evil, but now they're in everything. They have, bu- the, it's the bureaucratization of every facet of life. I mean, now they're where with the COVID thing, what's crazy is it's like, it focuses on the air you breathe. Right. So suddenly it's like, oh, we're and, and CO2. Notice how like the combination of uh, global warming, CO2 and COVID was all based on air and the air you breathe. Next, it's going to be a water crisis. They're building bureaucracies to control the essential resources of life. Eventually, it'll be the sun. I mean, they'll, they'll probably do to whatever they do. Some I mean, I, I don't even want. who even knows this could be like far in the future or it could be like down the road. But, I mean, sunlight could even be something that they give out in some capacity. I don't know. I don't know how that would come about if we have to, would be going underground due to some sort of nuclear winter or, but I don't, I don't really buy that, dude. I mean, dude, you think about back in the day when they first started launching nukes in, like, out in Vegas, that, or uh, beyond Vegas, right? They used to watch them. They used to have, like, uh, atomic bomb watching parties. And they didn't care. Like they, and they, they still, they launched a ton of nukes and we haven't had any sort of like nuclear winter like they, they talk about. Uh, so that I, I find the, the idea of us like nuking the world to extinction, that being far out. But the thing that's very real, which I, I've talked about a bunch of times, or EMPs, I do think that that could be a very real possibility. Um, and that, that would just like, it would just crush everything. It would, it would really be a major bummer in a lot of ways, man. I mean, our elderly would be anybody in nursing homes or hospitals without electricity. Once those generators go, oh my, it would be horror shows, absolute horror shows. I read this book called One Second After and it goes into great, I mean, it's fiction, but it goes into pretty great detail, grim, grim detail of what, one of these nursing home facilities would be like in a situation like this think about it, dude they're all climate controlled they're all sealed up they'll become ovens they would be like dutch ovens in the summertime and you're thinking there's people in there who can't control their bodily functions people who are on all sorts of medications and stuff it's just like oh man it would be a nightmare literal it would, it would literally feel like you entered into hell I would imagine. And there would be so many scenes like that in a situation where the power went out. Because we have such a coddled civilization right now. It's like unbelievable. It's so unbelievable how coddled we are that people have the, the concerns that they even do. You know, that they could really worry about a weird flamboyant guy who has been taking hormones and whatever for the past year being on a can of crappy beer that no one even likes. And that's like, people really care about that. You know, like people are are shooting it and stuff. And I'm I'm like, at the same time, I'm like, this is bogus. I'm not, I'm not about that either. But like, what, what an entitled position to be able to say, like, I'm, I have a position. You know what I mean? I'm not like out trying to look for food or, or even something even less drastic. I'm not just worried about, uh, any sort of crime. I'm not worried about like, like, you know, I'm, I feel pretty society is still pretty stable despite everything with the increases in crime. We're still at a point right now where we haven't devolved into all out like the Balkan Wars or anything like that. Right. I mean, we're, we're not just like seeing people murdered in broad daylight regularly. It's happening more frequently. It seems, especially in these uh, liberal cities but it's not, uh, still not like a regular occurrence to, to the point that we are in an all-out societal collapse. It's still, it's still happening in uh, increments is by the looks of things. But man, I've been seeing some horrific, horrific videos. I saw these street races, man. Have you seen any of these where the guys are like doing donuts in the middle of the road?
1: No, I haven't seen them.
0: Oof, man, uh, they're rough to watch. Well, some of them are rough to watch. I mean, usually the ones I've seen, guys get hit with the cars, but <clears throat> they're, they're big on the West Coast. You know, you have no, a lot of time no rain, so they're just uh, able to be out there all the time with their souped-up cars and that, whatnot. So I guess this guy in San Francisco comes out there, uh, looks like he wants to prove, teach them all a lesson. He has a bucket of water and just throws it on one of the cars that's screeching around. All the guys get out of the car and beat this guy to a pulp. It was like an unbelievable beatdown. I just, I was like, mouth open, the horror that these guys were capable of. It's like, what the, what is wrong with you? Like, you go to this guy's, this guy's, it's his neighborhood, obviously, you know, I mean, he's not just some random dude throwing water on your car. You show up there and you're pulling this stunt like a punk. Like such a like such an absolute degenerate punk, with no regard for anyone, only wanting to get cool points. And then some guy tries to like stick up to you, and you want to like make a show of like beating him into a coma. It's unbelievable. And I this is like happening as if it's not these like street races, it's like utter chaos that it seems to be erupting all over the place. Um, you know, I got out of New York City uh, over like two years ago almost now, and I. I may go back for a little visit this weekend. I'm a little, uh, not, not concerned, but like the last time I was there, there was some nonsense. It was actually funny. It was nonsense with a security guard over a mask I was not wearing or like I had, I like had it on my chin because I, I was being annoying, but like, I mean, wouldn't you would too, man. I mean, you didn't even wear a mask ever. I tried to be like somewhat accommodating when I was in a place where I knew there were hysterical people. And this was actually less than a year ago. This was back in September. So uh, we go to this, it was a poster museum in the city and a security guard, like I had, had, I didn't even have a mask on me. He gave me a mask at the door and I looked at it like, do I really have to wear this? And he's like, yes, you have to wear it. So I was like, okay, fine, whatever. You know, I'm with my girlfriend, I'm trying to, not make a scene, trying to have a nice little date day in the city. It's all good. So go in and have a nice afternoon. Like we spent like an hour or two in there, but I think there was something, uh, well, I'll go to, we were, we were in the gift shop, right? I'll just go kind of like to the end point. We're in the gift shop and uh, you know, I'm like, she. My, my girlfriend's looking at a book to get, I'm over looking at some other thing. And the mask was definitely not on my face at this point. It was like on my chin. And the security guard who gave me the mask, goes comes right up to me like uh, and, and he's like hey excuse me yeah can you put that uh can you put that on on your mouth and I was like oh, okay uh like do it all right fine so I move it up I move it up it's like you know over my mouth it's not on my nose so I think that's it dude like whatever I I accommodated the guy trying to be you know I listened to him fine no it wasn't good enough the guy decides to uh you know persist and is like, uh, excuse me, can you please put that over your nose? So I'm like, all right, man, this is a little ridiculous. Can you, let, Let's look at your mask. I see some like little spaces on the side of the mask. There's definitely air going through that. Can you put your mask right over your face? So you can imagine how this went a little escalation better So, uh, long story short, got thrown out of the museum, but, uh, I do think he overheard me a little earlier talking about Helen Keller, possibly being a fraud. And I'm, I'm pretty convinced that she's a fraud or was a fraud. But, uh, I think he overheard that and got like extra PO'd about that. But, uh, anyway, I don't even know why I brought that up, but I think of, oh, about, cause I'm going down to the city this weekend. So hopefully no more nonsense like that, but it would probably be more like a homeless guy throwing, uh, steaming hot urine in my face or something like that. You know, something a little more, uh, a little more avant-garde.
1: Well, I guess that's always the next step, right? I mean, you go from getting thrown out of me to throw thrown in your face. That's usually the how it goes.
0: Logical <laughs> next step, yeah. Exactly. I'm nothing um, but, if not logical.
1: Yeah, and it, it just kind of shows you how... I, I, mean, I don't know if it's like a, a Northeast thing. You know, I don't know if it's because we're in New York or people... Because people in New York are, are very opinionated and they feel like... You know, you get a lot of strong personalities in uh, New York, especially, you know, Long Island and New York City. And, um, everybody's a genius in New York. That's another yep. thing. Everybody's fucking, you know, it. And, uh, it's probably, um, you know, it's probably just like L.A., just a little bit different. Um, the, the way people act and the way they carry themselves. And it, it's very not only unbecoming but it's very abrasive to me. Uh, You know, because I spent half my life in Florida where people are, like, generally kind, they're nice, and, uh, you know, living in uh, in a place that's, you know, cold and dark most of the year, and, uh, you know, people have to work two or three jobs to survive, and people are generally not happy here, so uh, a lot of people misplace their anger, and they project it. And uh, I see that a lot. Uh, uh, a lot of misplaced anger directed at people that should not be absorbing this type of energy, and I, I don't, I don't know why. I mean, my, my brother-in-law says it's because New York is a godless place. Uh, yeah,
0: I think and, definitely, and, and I think and it's because it's precisely because of that. I think it's people don't take accountability here, and they they look to bureaucracy to take care of things, and they don't look to God, and they don't look to themselves to like move things forward in, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think that that's precisely on the money, you know, and that, that leads to people being just crappier people.
1: Yeah. Well, materialism and the money is their god. Exactly. And, and that's all these people ever want to pursue. And uh, I, I just, uh, I don't get it because it's, uh, it's really, uh, it's unfortunate because, people aren't very grounded here. Like, if you're emotionally all over the place, you're not a grounded person. If you let people bother you by the way they're living and they're choosing to live and the things that they say, then you're not a grounded person. And and unless you're directly harming somebody and, like, getting somebody's face and screaming at them or doing something that, um, you know, is defaming or inhibiting someone else's freedom or uh, your freedom to live, um, you know, here it's just... Uh, Everybody has an opinion about everything, and uh, granted, I mean, you know, there are some good things about New York. I think that New Yorkers are very hardworking, um, and you know where you stand with them most of the time, but at the same time, anybody that is constantly angry or reacts to all these little nonsense, uh, all, all this nonsense that's going on, that is really, like, none of your business or anybody else's business, like if something's going on with me, like it's, of nobody else's business, you know, I and mean, I'm I really in this all to like COVID, you know what I mean? Cause that's, uh, because we always talk about how we'll never forget how people treated each other. And I'll never forget that. I'll never forget people telling me I need to wear a mask. I need to get vaccinated. I need to do that. like, dude, you know, and like, it's just a microcosm of how people's thought processes. And even, and it just, COVID allowed all that negativity to come out of people. All the yeah. stuff that they're thinking. And yep. All, you know, how, how, you know, how unhappy they are. They project it. They, and that's what it is. Unhappy people project their anger onto people. And, you know, and and that's New York for you. And that, that's like a lot yeah. of the Northeast. Uh, and it's just misplaced anger because everybody is slaving, consistently slaving all the time. Uh, and that, that's just the way it is. And but these, I, you know, I, I, well, I was going to say, like, yeah, go ahead. I, I never project my anger onto anybody. <laughs> you know, I, I, I always try to keep everything pretty even keel. Um, and I might have a negative thought, but I don't like, if I have a negative thought, I don't like project it onto other people. You know what I mean? If I have, like, if I see something and, um, you know, it, it may be negative in my mind, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to project it onto somebody. And, uh, you know, don't get me wrong. I mean, I'd help somebody if they need help or something like that. But, um, you know, the the world we're living in, uh, people think that their opinions are the only ones that matter. And it's like, hear me, hear me, hear me. Nobody ever wants to listen. Nobody ever wants to sit back and actually listen to anybody because everybody wants to make their voice heard. And that's all we hear is make your voice heard, make your voice heard. Yep. But the problem is, you need to listen. That's the only
0: way to grow in this world. But listen to, you to who? To what do Who you? Who, are you, who are you listening to? A lot of people who wanna who wanna be heard. So then yeah, you're just yeah, gonna yeah. sit there and be listening to a bunch of hot air hitting you. I think ultimately you gotta try because I, I I get the point of not wanting to judge others and not wanting to critique others and you know let let people be right. But at the end of the day, I also think that there has to be uh, some sort of, you know, order that we do abide by because that does make us better. That does optimize ourselves and and that around us. And I would want to try to hold others to that, you know, in whatever way I can. And and I believe in doing it in a loving way, you know, not in a way that's destructive to them because that's not benefiting anybody. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, actually quite honestly, I feel like that is a good reaction that could help that person, you know, like they need to be shaken awake. They, you can't handle these people with kids gloves anymore. They need to be like, uh, you know, I, I'm not condoning physical violence and I'm saying this metaphorically, but they need to be slapped awake, you know, like they really, they need to have that. Like, well, they're like, Oh, wait a second. I really was wearing a diaper on my face for the past three years. Wow. I am like a big, stupid baby who like, doesn't think, who doesn't see that this is literally just putting a shirt over my face when somebody farts as if like I'm not breathing the air. Like, you know what I mean? It's like it's as if it's not on the box saying that this does not prevent, uh, the spread of coronavirus. It's on these mask boxes. Plain as day. You Google search it. Google search, just message on the box regarding, uh, uh, coronavirus. But, um,
1: It's funny that you brought that up because uh, right, it was like towards the end of like the masks and everything like that. And I was in a grocery store I was walking with my friend Mark and I could feel this guy following me. Uh. he just kept getting inch. I was like walking and I I just feel him inching closer and closer and (laughs) closer. Oh no. And I I hear, sir. I just kept walking, ignored him. Like He's like, sir. And he just kept ignoring him. And then finally he's like, hey, sir. And I turn around, and he's like, "You need to put on a mask." I'm like, "Guess what? I'm not fucking putting on a mask." Nice. <laughs> and, and he goes, "Get the fuck out of the store." <laughs> you know. But and like you know, if I wanted to be an asshole, I could have gotten him in trouble. You know what I mean? I could have went to his manager and been like, "Oh, you cursed at me." Yeah.
0: You know, totally. Uh, oh, it's a customer, just so you treat a customer. You know what I mean? But, right. You know, I I, I walked out and. Uh,
1: no, I was kind of laughing because it's just the, the whole thing's just ridiculous in my mind that I had to like I had this run in with some manager at a grocery store they're no
0: better the they're they're like hall monitors man I mean they're no better than that we gotta look at them like this these people are silly they're ridiculous they're like they're like these mall Paul bart mall cops with like you know reflector vests trying to tell you to walk slow or something like that's his That's the mentality of these people. The same with the security guard in the city I was dealing with. The same with this dude in the supermarket. I actually, I I left that part out. I had a little bit of the same sort of thing in the beginning too, where he was like, excuse me, excuse me. Like, I know what you're going to say, man. Like, go away. Like, literally, you're a security guard. What are you keeping secure right now? I'm just like, I'm shocked. Like, the amount... And dude, this guy and I had like a shouting match in the fucking museum. Sorry to curse. I should have, who cares (laughs) Had a shouting match in the museum, you know? And like there's old people drinking coffee in the cafe. And this guy's like, I'm going to get your money. I'm like, no, keep it. Keep it. I paid the museum. I'm going to get your money. You want a refund? Because I told him, I was like, I paid money to come here to view art, not get harassed by the security guard. And he's like, "Oh, you want your money back? Okay." So it was a whole big thing, a whole big song and dance, man. But uh, it, it's so stupid. I just, I'll never forget it, man. You know, and that's just what you said earlier. You can't forget. It really was very a big revelation in how people uh, well, how, act, how, how, with, grown with, ass adults, with the
1: with worldview is right. Uh, it really, it really gives you insight of somebody's. <laughs>
0: somebody's uh, mind state. Totally, man. Yeah. And they want to be controlled. And then you can't you can't trust people like that who are willing to compromise your freedom for their safety. You know what I mean? You know, and that's like so whacked out, so inverted. You
1: know, the, the scary part about all that is is the very fact that people feel um, as... Um, they, they feel the same way you do but on the other side, you know what I mean, like ah, you, know, yeah, so good you feel point. you feel strongly about like you know people having freedom and all this stuff. But there's people on the other side that feel strongly about you know oh this person needs to wear a mask, this person needs to get vaccinated, this person needs to um, you know um, obey whatever you know whatever order that I feel like is necessary at the time. Um, so that, that's the scary part because. You know, I'm all about freedom and being able to make personal choices. It's just like, where does my freedom end where your fear begins? So basically, you could be like, so basically, if 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 you're scared that I'm not allowed to walk with a firearm because you think I might shoot you, so the very fact that you think I might do something bad, I don't get to do, I I have no right to, to even hold the gun. Because you're scared because something bad might happen at some point, sometime, someday. Right. You know? So, mm-hmm. and, and that's what these people rely on. It's just, like, the infinite possibility that something bad, terrible could happen. And that's what they relied on, COVID. And they rely on that with guns and and everything. Just, you know, they, they use these worst-case scenarios to completely warp the minds of the masses. Yep. And when in reality, it's just, like, that's not the way the world works, man. You know? I, I've been here for fucking long enough... To know that you know these, uh, you know it's not the way the world works. It's uh, it's pretty, uh, you know. When they're the things that they're saying go against my life experience, I have no reason to believe them. And majority of the time, I have no reason to believe them anyway. But uh, you know, I, I can judge my uh, my health and safety for myself. Thank you. Um, I I know if I if I carry on that I'm not going to shoot anybody. But just because it scares you doesn't mean that I can't do it you know and uh it's it's unfortunate but this is the world we're living in and uh that but that's the whole point of what they're doing is because they want people with these strong opinions telling people you know that you don't deserve to have that freedom because of my fear because you because i think that you you know might do something terrible or you're sick or right you know oh don't come around me because you know it's just it's endless you know and just because there's infinite possibilities doesn't mean that you can use one arbitrary possibility against me as a form of control. And right, that, yeah. that, that's, that,
0: that's, you know, yeah. So and they'll keep doing it. And the problem is that, uh, well, one of the big problems is, and why, you know, it's not authentic. What they're doing is they constantly move the goalposts. They constantly change what they're hyper-focusing on. And that's why, the other side or this, uh, you shouldn't even say the other side, what we should, what we should look at is there is a, a, uh, a provocative sort of, uh, narrative, right. That's always trying to harp on certain situations and get a rise out of what would otherwise be, uh, a pretty like static, stable people. And what happens is you have hysterical people who act one way they get agitated one way, and they, they're like, oh, everything that they're telling us, we must do, we must do. You must conform. And then you have people who are like, nah, dude, get, cut that. Cut it out. What are you on now? What are you talking about? What do I need to do? I need to give him my guns. Dude, stop. You did that like a year ago. No, you need to wear a mask. What, a mask again? Really? Uh, what is it? I, I, we're doing that again? No, you need to get your fit. You know, it's just, it's always changing, changing, changing. And you don't know how to, you're always moving. So I think the ultimate answer is really, you just have to completely turn away from it all. Everything that they're trying to send at you, you really just need to turn away from. And it's hard. I mean, you know, we're getting it, we're getting bombarded with it everywhere. And we're, we're talking about it, you know, I, but I guess this is, this is a necessary thing. We need to unpack this stuff. We need to like, look at what they're actually doing. And really, we're just two guys Calling each other on a Tuesday night, you know, having a, having a chat about what's going on and how things are playing out. And, uh, you know, we've been looking at things since February. We're in May now. Um, it's been interesting. I, I feel like we've been kind of on, uh, seeing things like seeing the the thread as it, as it plays out. We haven't, we haven't really been, uh, I don't know. You know, we started with like, what was his name? That dude who died, uh, at the, or almost died at the Super Bowl. I'm trying to think of his name and then he like came back to life uh, and he was like this like you didn't see his face for a bit and then we had the train crash and like the water pollution i mean it's 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 so interesting to see how quick the, the the message changes now we're on Tucker being out outside of fox it's, it's very interesting but it just keeps everybody so distracted it's it's the circus man but um yeah i think with that we're going to wrap this episode up like to thank everybody for tuning in, listening to the Optimal State. Uh, if you haven't already, check us out over on Twitter. Give us a follow at Optimal State Pod. We're trying to do this more often, more full time. We want to put more content out there. We want to get people on the podcast and interview them. Uh, we want to just get more stuff out there because we really enjoy doing this, and uh, we think that this is really great stuff to get out there. So, um, if you could give us a little support over on Patreon. I believe it's patreon.com slash optimal state pod. Any little contribution could help and help us maybe do this a little more often and try to put out uh, two to three episodes a week would be great. And ideally some YouTube videos too. That's, I think one of the next steps um, that we were going to try to do. So again, thank you guys for listening. Adam, anything you want to leave our, leave our friends with,
1: No, great conversation as usual. Uh, Looking
0: forward to the next one and uh, be well. Yeah, dude. All right, we'll see you guys soon. Thanks for listening. Good night.